All right, welcome to On the Vine podcast uh, number three, episode three. My name is Ellen. And I'm Maitland. Um, and today we're talking about accountability. Um, and I'll let Maitland kind of introduce the topic. This is her week, so she <laughs> she's the one that came up with this topic. Um, so I'll let her introduce it. Yes, so this week we're talking about accountability, and I know some people know me who listen to this, so this comes as no surprise to anyone who's listening to this, um, because I love talking about accountability and community and vulnerability and all those different things, which all kind of tie into accountability, Um, but this week we're just going to be talking about what does accountability look like, who to take uh, advice and counsel from when it comes Mm -hmm. to accountability, and then what it looks like to hold someone accountable, mm-hmm. um, which can be really tricky. Um, and this is something that I have experienced with before I was a Christian and when I was trying to seek accountability and then wasn't taking any of the advice that I was trying to get. And then um, just trying to, uh, after that, how to hold other people accountable mm-hmm. and having other people hold me accountable and how that looks different. Yeah. So we're going to go through a lot of Bible today. <laughs> We have a lot of verses pulled up, um, also a lot of examples of characters in the Bible who uh, either had bad accountability partners or um, good accountability partners, um, and just kind of the comparison between them. Um, And then also, like, keeping in mind, we're probably going to use accountability and counsel fairly interchangeably, but um, they're... And they are interchangeable. Well, they go hand in hand. Yes. But what we were kind of talking about is like accountability is like uh, the like actual action of like taking the step towards counsel. Um, so they are hand in hand and counsel comes in accountability. But accountability is kind of like the verb, the action word, I guess. Yeah. Um, so anyways, just just be warned that we are going to be switching between those two terms. Yeah, so I guess starting out, we were looking before this at just, like, examples in the Bible. And as we were talking, we were like, um, we could probably go on yes. forever and ever. Ignore the dog. He's wild. Um, but we could probably go on and on with examples in the Bible um, of people who are uh, seeking counsel or counsel or giving counsel. Um, and examples of good and bad counsel. So... The first example that I definitely want to talk about was in Esther. Yeah. Um, Which we have talked about so, so many times. times. <laughs> yeah. We always go to Esther and yep. we love Esther. I love Esther. Yep, yep, it's my yep. favorite book in the Bible. So I had to go here, especially when we're talking about accountability and counsel. And so this book is full of counsel and advice and just bad counsel and good counsel. So that's something that we looked at when we have done a Bible study on this before. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in Esther, we have a king who consistently seeks out bad counsel, but he, all the counsel he's seeking are from people who are not believers. Um, But he's also not a believer. So that's just like the counsel that he's given. Um, So that shouldn't like shock us in any way, but we see the effects of him just having bad counsel because he's making bad decisions and then bad outcomes happen from them. So nothing good is happening when he gets bad counsel. Mm -hmm. Um, He's also very quick to 
take the advice of others instead of like thinking it through. He's just like, oh, well, they said this, so I should just do it. And I do think that we see that a lot um, in our culture today of just like, oh, well, like they're my friend. I trust them. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to do whatever they said that I yeah. should do instead of thinking, yeah. is this biblical um, and sh- is this advice that I should actually take? Yeah. And especially, like, if we're doing it in the heat of the moment or, like, what our emotions are high, we're just going to do, like, what um, we're feeling instead of actually taking the time to, like, think it through. So there's, like, wisdom and, like, the waiting of, like, saying, do I actually want to go through with this? And then, like, praying on it and being, like, do I, is this actually the step I want to take? And that's kind of what we see, not kind of, that is what we see with Esther. Mm -hmm. Um, So Esther takes a lot of advice from her uncle Mordecai, yep. who raises her, um, when and she who goes, is a very yeah. strong Christian. Yes, very strong in his faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, he gives her like all kinds of advice, mm-hmm. um, and the thing is, like, he holds her accountable. Like, even like when she won't take his advice, he goes back and he like reminds her of like the promises of God yeah. and like his faithfulness. So. Yeah. Basically, like, if you know the story of Esther, she's supposed to go in and talk to the king. But if she goes in and talks, or he asked her to go and talk to the king because all of her people are going to die. And if she doesn't go and talk to the king, they're going to die. So, but if she goes in and he doesn't hold out his golden scepter, um, she could could die. She could have her head just chopped off because that's how it worked back then. That was the law. If he Mm -hmm. didn't hold out a scepter, you died immediately. So Mordecai's like, you have to go and talk to the king. And she's like, well, I'm scared because I could die. And then Mordecai basically just says, he's like, you're going to die now or you're going to die later because we're going to die either way. But he also says, like, it doesn't just stop there. He's not like, well, you're going to die either way. Mm -hmm. He says, just know that God is faithful and he's going to get us out Mm -hmm. of this situation. Like, whether whether he uses you or someone Mm -hmm. else, he's going to be faithful to us and his people. Yeah. And he's going to get us out of the situation. And so just time and time again, we see Mordecai giving wise counsel, but also giving counsel where he's reminding Esther of the promises of God and just his word and his faithfulness. And I think like that's something that's really important as we are looking um, for counsel from others. Are they seeking, are they looking for our best interest? Yeah. And also like, are they also like reminding us of the promises of God and looking at the Bible and saying, this is where scripture backs up what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think also something that sets Mordecai apart is he is very, very blunt, but also very loving. Mm -hmm. So like Maylin's saying, like, yes, he did straight up tell Esther, like, if you're not going to die doing this, you're going to die later on. But then like Maitland also said, he goes on to remind her of the promises of God. And so he has that Mm -hmm. like, very bluntness but lovingness and that is really how you should be doing accountability um and you don't really want to have one without the other like you don't want to just be um a jerk yeah (laughs) like yes like sometimes you're gonna be offensive you're gonna offend people um but you don't want to be a jerk um because then you have to stand before god (laughs) yeah and uh so you also want to be loving but you also don't want to be like oh, this is just, like, um, I, like maybe maybe you should do this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not telling you what to do. Like, you don't want to be a pushover because fact is, like, accountability is accountability. There's no soft core accountability. Yeah. Um, so you want to have that balance and bring both. Yeah. Um, so I think, too, going with that, like, you 
don't want to be a jerk because they could also like take it really badly and be like, oh, yeah. I'm not going to like, you don't care about me yeah. when that's not like when Mordecai was telling Esther, uh, what to do. He wasn't, um, not looking for her best interest. Like it wasn't like he was like, well, you're going to die either right. way. Like he was like, right. either way, like we're going to die. So we need somebody to do something and you're the only right. one who can. Um, yeah. And so that's just something else that's really important. Yeah. And I think what Malin said there about the, he had her best interest. That's straight out of like Philippians. Philippians talks about accountability and counsel a lot. Um, but what it talks about is that you should not be, uh, like prioritizing the interest of yourself, but you should be holding high the interest of others. Um, especially in this act of counsel and accountability. Um, so that's again, why you shouldn't just be a jerk because you yeah. also like you are your brother's keeper like you are holding their heart in your hands um when you come to them with accountability um and so you want to make sure that you're not just going to straight up turn them off of Jesus um and that might happen even if you are loving um they might still do that but you want to make sure that you're able to stand like clean yeah um and what you're doing and yeah, having the best interests for who you're approaching. Yeah. So I guess going off of that, let's talk about like what <laughs> we should do, like when we're given hard mm. counsel or like hard advice, because mm. like that should happen. Mm-hmm. We yeah. should have that. I think that's something that we don't think about a lot of the time. We're just like, oh, mm-hmm. well, we shouldn't feel this way. We shouldn't, mm-hmm. um, people shouldn't make us upset and mad. They should just like want what we want and right. like want us to just be happy. And I think that's like so not that's not like, what it's about. That's not what like, like God, God wants you to be happy, yeah. but and that's not what I'm not not at all saying. Like God doesn't want you to be happy. He does want you to be happy, but those momentary pleasures aren't yeah. lasting. And so like that's where good counsel yeah. comes in because yeah. they're gonna look out for you and being like, hey, I see you going down this path, but. <laughs> That's not a good path. Yeah, I don't like where I see it ending up. Like, I feel like Maitland and I have done that several times yeah. with each other. It's like, I don't I don't like how I'm foreseeing this. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we're not God. We can't foresee, per se. Yeah. But um, you are when you're coming with accountability and counsel, looking at it from a different perspective than yeah. that person. So you kind of like what we talked about last week when we talked about being unequally yoked and yeah. how you sometimes have rose-colored glasses mm-hmm. um for the person that you're with you also sometimes have rose-colored glasses just in doing your own thing yeah um and you're like yeah no I totally know what I'm doing and it's gonna be fine um but that accountability is there to say like um I don't actually think it is going to be fine yeah so I think an example that I have like from my life and like Ellen being in my life is before I was a Christian like I came and I confessed sin to her because I was, like, trying to do the Christian thing. So I was like, I'm a Christian, but I wasn't really trusting Jesus. I'm a Christian. Yeah, <laughs> but I wasn't really a Christian. So I came to Ellen and I, like, confessed sin. I was like, hey, like, I'm doing all these, like, mm-hmm. wrong things in my relationship um, with this guy that I was seeing. And um, she... <laughs> Ellen's going to sneeze. Never mind. No, she's not. Um, but she was like... I, so I came and told her, and I've told everyone this, but she basically was like, I mean, okay but are you, do you want accountability or do you not? And she knew that like I didn't. So I was like, you have to hold me accountable. But like, I didn't want Mm -hmm. to 
hear anything that she had to say. And so if she were to, like, have tried to come up to me and be like, hey, what you're doing is wrong, like, I wouldn't have heard her. Like, I would have ignored it. Because mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, she just, just doesn't want, like, what's good mm-hmm. for me. Because I was in that moment where I was like, um, my, I'm speaking my truth and what mm-hmm. I think is best. And um, whatever makes me happy is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So... And that was, like, that definitely brought us to a point, and Maitland and I don't fight. Like, (laughs) I think the only fight we've ever had was when she called me um, an asthmatic midget rat. And then I said she wasn't my best friend. And that was, like, the biggest fight we ever had. Um, And neither of us, well, she kind of meant it, but I didn't mean it. But (laughs) anyways, anyways, so we don't fight. Um, No. (laughs) I'm trying to think about where I was going with this. Uh, oh, that, that but, was yeah. yeah, so that, but that did come into, um, when I was trying to hold Maitland accountable, because she had asked for accountability, but then she wasn't wanting to receive the accountability, that definitely put a strain on our relationship for a period of time, and got to a point where I literally told her, I was like, I can't talk about this with you, because I, you asked me for accountability, I'm trying to give it to you, and it's not sticking and you're not receiving it. Like, and so I just, I don't think like, I, I just, I I need like for my mental health, I can't talk about it right now because it's frustrating. And she understood that. And so there was like a short period of time where we just couldn't discuss a particular topic. Um, and then I kind of snapped back and realized like, yes, it was good to have that kind of, uh, healthy boundary but also uh ultimately god was still telling me to continue to to push her and hold her accountable um because ultimately i don't feel like there is a stopping point you know we're called by god to provide good counsel and be good counselors and to be our brother's keepers and there's not um a limit to that because jesus showed us no limit um But that being said, there definitely was a time of tension because of that. Um, And so like Maitland's talking about just having to be receptive. And that actually also is in Hebrews 4 verse 16. And this one, this verse is talking about um, counsel from God directly and specifically. Um, But it does talk about how we have to receive uh, mercy and grace and so we have to have that position of mm-hmm. being receptive um, we can't just be here being like oh yeah like keep me accountable I want accountability because everyone else is saying they need accountability yeah. but then not actually have that attitude of being receptive yeah and accountability is hard so I don't want it to like sound like oh it's just easy like you right. just have to like no. take what people are saying like sometimes people are going to come to you with hard things and mm-hmm. you're like I don't know if that's true and that like hurt yeah. my feelings and I've cried a long time over times of accountability when people have come to me with accountability. And I just think like remembering like we have, we are supposed to have conviction. We're supposed to have Mm -hmm. people who hold us accountable and it doesn't always feel good, but it's always for our best interest and just making us look more like Jesus. And we know that like a life that looks more like Mm -hmm. Jesus is where the fullness of joy is where that's Mm going to be found. Um, and so I think, when you go into a situation and someone's like bringing you something hard, like you should listen, mm-hmm. like listen to what they have to say, um, and then see 
is it true? It doesn't line up with the Bible because sometimes you're going to get counsel and you're like, I don't know that that's mm-hmm. true. And it's because you're like, uh, does this, I don't know that that's in the Bible. Yeah. And so see if they can bring up scripture and if they're mm-hmm. bringing up something, be like, Hey, do you have like scripture to, to, mm-hmm. uh, bring up? And then they might not have anything at that moment, but mm-hmm. they might be able to come back to you. So like creating a space where they're like, okay, like I don't right now, but let mm-hmm. me, Go look it up, and then I can bring this back to you and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because it should, like, we should be looking for people, and we should be people who hold others accountable yeah. when we're looking at the Bible. Yeah. Like, that should be our go-to for looking at what does the Bible have to say about our life, yeah. and how can we use that to change, like, the way that we're walking to look more like Jesus. Um, also, we talked a lot about last time just how... Um, at connect group last week just how it's easy for other it's easier for other people sometimes to see like where we're struggling than ourselves like sometimes we look we're like we're well I don't see anything that's that bad but other people Mm. are way more likely Mm -hmm. to see like where we're struggling and Mm -hmm. so when you're asking for accountability Mm -hmm. too like you can be like where am I struggling but then be receptive Mm -hmm. when they are bringing up something that where they're like I see you struggle in this Mm -hmm. area um and we see in Proverbs nineteen eleven, where it says, "Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is to his glory to overlook an offense." Um, and so, like, we should be people who are unoffendable. Like, we yeah. should take correction well. Mm-hmm. That's something that we should be doing. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I think it says a lot about us when we're looking at how we do take correction. Yeah, and being um, teachable. Yeah, is a big. Yeah, I mean. I don't, it's not a virtue, but it should be a virtue. Yeah. Like, it kind of is a virtue. Seriously. But yeah, like Maitland's saying, like, and we talked about this too when we talked about the king and Esther. Um, and also, we haven't gotten there yet, but we're going to talk about Job yeah. too. And just, so like in, in Psalms 1, it talks about not ta- not taking counsel from non-believers, yeah. but from the Bible. And so that kind of goes with what we're saying about like, do be receptive, mm-hmm. also make sure that you're taking accountability and counsel from people who are walking with Christ and, um, and who are bringing, like Maitland was saying, whose source is the Bible. Um, and take counsel and accountability straight from the Bible. Because like we also talked about last week, the Bible is also very convicting. Yeah. Um, so either way, whether it is coming to you directly through the Bible or via someone else's mouth, um, with references to the Bible, um, that's really where the source of counsel and accountability should be coming from. Um, yeah, that like, and if we're not getting offended by the Bible, then we need to look at like, not in a bad way getting offended, but like we should be looking at like when we're reading, we should have conviction and and then like areas that we need to change because we're never going to be perfect because we're not i mean we're going to be perfect when we get to heaven but while we're on this earth we're never going to be perfect yeah so there's always something that we can work on and pruning yeah god is pruning us and refining us i mean we are on the vine yeah (laughs) jesus is the vine and he prunes the vine and refines it uh, so that we can be more perfect in his image um, and so that is also part of accountability is that being pruned and refined. Yeah. And so as we're looking at, as we're looking at, um, other like people who we maybe shouldn't, um, take counsel for, let's look at another example from yeah. the Bible. Um, and Ellen already mentioned it, but we're yeah. going to look at Job. Um, 
and his friends. So And his wife. And his wife. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so as we're looking at Job, um, Job is like um a man who's like living for God and God knows that. And so Satan comes to God and he's like, um, <laughs> he's like, Hey, um, I'm just walking up and down the earth. And God says, Hey, have you thought about Job? Which is very weird for us to think about. <laughs> really good spark notes. Yeah. In there, Malin. <laughs> I think so. Um, so, um, yeah, which is weird to think that like God points out Job mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to Satan but it's also because that he knows Job's heart and that he's gonna, um, he is going to like truly chase after God and like he's not gonna renounce him. Yeah. So he's gonna be a good witness. So basically, what happens is um, Satan goes and he takes away like everything from him his property, his oxen, his donkeys, his sheep, his camels, even his kids. All his kids die. Um, and that was the first time. And then the second time, Satan gets to mess with Job. He actually gets to touch Job, but he can't kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he puts all these sores all mm-hmm. over Job. And so he's living in pain. He has nothing left. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see that his wife comes up and mm-hmm. she's like, why don't you just curse God and die? And that's terrible counsel. Yeah, and also not very romantic. No, not at all. Because, um, so, but Job knows, like, he's like, that's not, like, what God would have me to do. So, he says, you speak as one of the foolish women Mm -hmm. who would speak. And so, Mm -hmm. he knows that, he knows the promises of God. And so, that's really important that you also, Mm -hmm. that we also know the promises of God. We know what God's Mm -hmm. word says. That way... When um, someone comes to us, we know we're like, um, that is definitely not what's in the Bible. And so Mm -hmm. that's something we talked about before coming on here. Like sometimes we've received counsel and we're just like, that is just not biblical or wise. And sometimes we're getting it from non-believers. So it's not like we're expecting them to give us biblical counsel. But sometimes you can fall into that trap. Like I said, if you're like, if your emotions are high, if it's just something that's happened and you're wondering how you need to respond... Mm-hmm. You seek counsel from other people who mm-hmm. are close by you, and we need to like be quick to realize yeah. what's not wise counsel. Yeah. And Job did like he he was definitely quick, and he literally rebukes them. And yeah. like in chapter sixteen, he says, um, "Miserable comforters are you all." Yeah, and then says, um, like basically says, "If you guys were in my place and I was in your place, I would strengthen you with my mouth, and the comfort of my lips would relieve your grief." Um, and so that's the, like, I would be giving you counsel, but loving counsel, like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be giving you this awful, terrible counsel, like advising you to turn your backs against God. Um, and, and that's what you're doing and it is not helpful (laughs) and you guys are kind of sucking right now, but (laughs) like basically like, yeah, like I said, like he rebukes them because he recognizes the terrible counsel that they're giving. And he, he doesn't say that they suck. So no. <laughs> that was, that was very paraphrased. <laughs> yeah. And so like, then we do, like we look at his friends and his friends are just like, you must have done something wrong to have deserved this. You must have done something to like have God turn his back on you. And they're just not giving him wise counsel because it's never promised yeah. that we're not going to have hard times. And in fact, the opposite is promised. And yeah. we see that in the new Testament. It's like in this world, you will have troubles. 
but take heart and overcome the world so it doesn't mm-hmm. just end there. But mm-hmm. we know that, like, the world has fallen. We're going to have times, like, where we have hard things happen to us. So they're just not giving him good counsel here. Mm-hmm. And so he knows that because he knows God. He mm-hmm. he knows him. He mm-hmm. spends time with God. And yeah. so that's something to think about too. Like yeah. we want to be people who spend time with Jesus so that yeah. when people give us counsel, we, we can, can discern. Yeah. We know. Or not. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely being the closer that you're, you are to Christ, the wiser you're going to be. And, uh, also the less offended, offendable you're going to be. Um, and just, unless you're being like righteous anger and offended yeah. on behalf of Christ, but, um, you're going to be living more like Christ. And so you're going to be able to pick out those people who are not giving you good accountability. Um, but the people that are giving you good accountability, uh, take it. Sorry, right now we're trying to... Yeah, the dog's being wild <laughs> The dog is being wild today. But and he definitely wants to say hi. He keeps coming in and being yeah. crazy. So. The dog has something to say. <laughs> we just can't speak dog. <laughs> yeah, he keeps whining. So he must really agree with what we have to say. Because of the tower bubble um, <laughs> and sin. So. Yeah, that's an interesting thing to talk about. <laughs> that is interesting. Anyways. <laughs> that's anyways, not what we're talking about today. Not to get down on that buddy trail. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and I think just, are you, are, do you have anything else to say on Job, I guess, before I keep going? No, I think we talked about Job and just like talking about when, <gasps> when, oh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing broke. <laughs> well, you just witnessed, uh, the house almost catching on fire. <laughs> It really didn't break? I don't think. Um, the dog knocked down a lamp. Uh, anyways. So, just continuing on. <laughs> anyways, guys. <laughs> After that brief intermission. <laughs> um, I'm telling you, when we be speaking words, Satan is trying his hardest. Um, just continuing to talk about uh, that need for accountability and, and counsel. Because it really is a need. It's not just something that we're talking about because, like, it is just a uh, a key word in Christianity. It's not just a hot word, um, but it's something that we are called to have is good mm-hmm. accountability and counsel. Um, and so, again, like in Proverbs, it talks about um, when you have a lack of counsel, the nation will fall. But victory comes through having many advisors. Um, and so again, just having that many strong people who can give you strong counsel and mm-hmm. advice and accountability. Um, and that's why we also value community so much yeah. and, um, community within the church. So yeah. again, you don't have to second think about like, um, where the council is coming from. Um, but just having the people that are around you being able to speak uh, light into your life, um, and salt being the light and the salt. Um, and like that is also a good thing to talk about because like, I don't know when I think about accountability, salt, it seems like a good word (laughs) like because you can get a little bit salty, but, (laughs) but we're talking about, um, a different kind of salt. But, um, I think too, we were like talking about community and that's like, 
where you should be seeking your counsel. That's where you're mm-hmm. going to get your accountability from. That's where you're going to have a space to ask for accountability. And so that's just really important. And that's the key part of this. So like we're speaking into this as if like you have a group. So if you don't have a group, you need a group of people who mm-hmm. are meeting mm-hmm. weekly who are able to speak into your life. Who are, mm-hmm. Because you're not going to be able to speak into your, into your life if they only see mm-hmm. you on a Sunday morning at yeah. church. Like that's not... They're not going to be able to speak mm-hmm. into your life then. I think it's also going to help with that being receptive yeah. if you are in a group of people that you trust consistently mm-hmm. rather than just like once in every, sorry, once in a blue moon, yeah. every once in a blue moon, something yeah. like that. Once in a blue moon, uh, you're trying to receive accountability when you're not really used to it. Um, I think that's going to make it harder for you to be receptive to that. Um, whereas when you're in community... Um, you're going to be getting it a lot, hopefully. Yeah. So, and, like, you're probably not going to be getting, like, counsel if you're if they're only seeing you on a Sunday. Like, they're probably just going to be like, oh, hey. But you need to be, like, deepening those relationships, and yeah. that's what community is for. And so, like, I encourage you to, like, find a community group, find mm-hmm. a connect group. And that's, like, what I did. After I became mm-hmm. a Christian, I found a connect group. Um, I also met my husband there. That's not, like, your Ugh. goal, but... Just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. But... Like that, I was just able, and I was able to seek wisdom and counsel from that group mm-hmm. um, as I, we were going into that, like mm-hmm. next season of dating. And we were like, do we think this is a good idea? Mm-hmm. And able to seek counsel from other people mm-hmm. around us. Um, it's also a place like where you can tell your story so that they're going to know like where mm-hmm. your pitfalls are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been important for me of just like being able to have a place where I can confess things, mm-hmm. um, where they know my story, where I'm fully known and fully loved. Mm-hmm. So it's just a good example of like how Jesus loves us mm-hmm. because they're being the church and they're loving mm-hmm. me how he would. So yeah. and we talked about accountability with students a little bit on Sunday too. And about, like, how it seems like it could be this really tiring, exhausting thing Mm -hmm. when you're the one trying to provide accountability. Um, But it really, like, it doesn't have to be. You can make it really simple. Like, we talk about, like, setting reminders in your phone to text people about specific things. um, Or just to text people in general, checking up on them. Yeah. Um, Or, like, meeting with people. Um, And there's a thousand excuses that you can make, but... That's again accountability for the accountability. Like yeah. it is a vicious cycle, but um, definitely one that we're called to do. Yeah, it's something that like with the students, since I know that they're going to be like new to accountability, and they're probably yeah. like, "What even does that even mean?" That's a long. So word. something that I do with my students is because I've been doing this for longer. Um, I will text the student who's supposed to be holding mm-hmm. another student accountable. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it's like I'll a hierarchy te- yeah. of accountability. <laughs> so I'll text the person who's supposed to be texting another person about accountability. Yeah. So that's just something yeah. that, like, I have put in place because I've been doing it for longer. Yeah. But I think that goes into, like, how do we hold others accountable? Mm-hmm. And so, like, it depends on, like, the situation. Yeah. So let's just – I'll give you a situation. Someone wants <laughs> accountability for <laughs> – like reading their Bible yeah. every day. Like that's something we should be doing every day. But some some someone is just like having a hard time. They're prioritizing other things. They need someone who's going to text them and be like, hey, have you read your Bible today? Um, and that like holds them accountable. And it also reminds them, oh, shoot, I haven't read my Bible today. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the person who wants to hold 
her, the person would go and like ask for accountability. They'd be mm-hmm. like, Hey, I need you to hold me accountable in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the person who is doing the asking should probably ask, how often do you want me to hold you accountable? Yeah. And yeah. so if they want you to do it like every day, yeah. then, then do it every day. Yeah. Um, if they want you to do it twice a day, do it twice a day. Yeah. And these are like preemptor pre, I'm not going to say that word, right? Preemptive. Not what I was thinking, but pretty much that works. These are, like, preemptive, like Maitland's talking about, like, starting out accountability steps. And, like, once you are, like, in it, you're going to find another, like, routine, kind of. Like, it's going to come faster to you and more natural to you. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, like, these beginning steps. So you should ask, like, how often they want it. Because some people don't want to text them every day. And that's fine. But I'm the type of person (laughs) who is, like, if you tell me you want to be held accountable, I'm going to text Mm -hmm. you every day. Um, so if you don't want that, you need to tell me. And so that's mm-hmm. what I always start out with. If someone wants me to hold them, I'm like, if you don't want me to hold you mm-hmm. accountable, don't ask me. And also don't, mm-hmm. don't ask me to hold you accountable if you don't want me to text you every day or mm-hmm. call you every day, because that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like reminding them like what accountability looks like mm-hmm. for me. And so like, but if I know ahead of time, they want it to be like every week or every two, mm-hmm. uh, two days or whatever that looks like for them then I know okay this is what they want for me and it's not like an everyday accountability thing and it also helps me know okay can I take on this role and do it well or do I need to like find someone else for them to do it because I don't want to take on too much where I'm holding other people accountable and I'm not taking enough time for me to find Mm -hmm. accountability for Mm -hmm. myself yeah 100% so there's so there's different things that you can be held accountable for. I know that we've done like reading your Bible, spending mm-hmm. time in prayer. There's also like what I've not talked having about. Sex yeah, marriage. I talked about this last mm-hmm. week. I had a friend who was like, "Hey, what are you doing? Where are you going?" Mm-hmm. When before me and Aaron got married, because she knew that I had asked for accountability, mm-hmm. and I was like, "It's getting harder because our wedding day is yeah. getting really close." Yeah, um, and so she was like, "I am." She's like, so she's like, she took it on the role herself. I didn't yeah. have to like. I, all I had to do was say, I'm yeah. having a hard time. I'd like you guys to like check up on me. And yeah. so when she would see me, she'd be like, Hey, <laughs> what are you guys doing? Yeah. Where are you going? Uh, where are you doing tonight? And having people who were like, I'll just call you randomly yeah. while you got like late at night. Yeah. Cause I want just to, just to make sure everything's mm-hmm. going good. Yeah. Um, so just things like that or things like, uh, are you talking to this person when yeah. you said that you didn't want to talk to this person anymore? Or, like, have you been going to church or community group? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's something that Maitland, throughout quarantine, I don't even think she knew she was doing, but every now and then she would text me and be like, who did you listen to today? Or, like, when quarantine was starting to let up, like, did you go to church today? Or, like, whatever. And just, like, having that, like, it wasn't, like, a constant accountability, but it was still accountability. And I was like, oh, I haven't listened to anyone today. Like I need to find someone to listen to or like, um, like how I wasn't planning on going to church, but I'm going to get up and go to church because I don't have a good reason not to. And like, I need to be in church. Um, so like Maitland said, it can range from a bunch of different things. Um, but I also kind of want to circle around too, because we have mentioned this in this podcast episode, um, and in last episode, probably in the first one too because we talk about all the time and just talking about community and like being plugged into community and your church and stuff like that um and I just think that it's important not to discount church hurt in that Mm -hmm. um and I think that we can both really emphasize uh not emphasize empathize Mm -hmm. with um situations where you're hesitant to get plugged into community because of past church hurt 
um, or community hurt. Um, and, and we can talk about that more extensively in a different episode. But uh, I think I would just encourage you uh, to try, try again. You know, yeah. like it does take a lot of confidence and courage to try again. Um, but you don't have to try in the exact same church um, or even in the same town. Yeah. Like I've, I've driven 30 minutes uh, for church and community before. And I know Maitland has driven quite a while as well. Um, when you need to, you got to do what you got to do. Um, but I just definitely didn't want to discount that and what we were talking about. Um, though we do definitely put a lot of emphasis and you need church, you need community consistently. Um, we don't want to overlook any church hurt. So just kind of like encouraging you to try to work through that. Um, yeah. And I think like it grows, like it just becomes easier. Like, I feel like if you've been in community before, you're able to see, like, the warning signs of Mm -hmm. some people who are like, I just don't know, but, like, it'll just get easier finding people Mm -hmm. who, like, are trustworthy and who you Mm -hmm. can um, come to, and Mm -hmm. it's just, you're able to find your people who Mm -hmm. you mesh well with in groups, and, but you have to give them a chance, like, (laughs) you have to, like, let it have some time, like, you might not go in the first night and be best friends with everyone, because Mm -hmm. I definitely wasn't, (laughs) But you have to at least try. Yeah. Like, I went to Connect Group. I didn't know anyone. I just was like, I'm just going to go. And I walked yeah. in, and everyone welcomed me. And I'm not the type of person to get, like, really connected really fast. Like, yeah. it just takes me a while to warm up to people um, to feel comfortable. So I took my time. And now, like, I'm like, oh, I want to start another group with just the girls. And so now I have right. a girls group yeah. that meets. But, like, and all of these people, like, have spoken into my life. And they're some of my closest friends now. But I just had to, like, work to build that relationship. Yeah. Like, it didn't just happen overnight. Like, time is what um, yeah. brought that. And I think there can definitely be said that there are some, like, obviously, like, it's God's will where you end up. And he might not have you in a specific church or community. But his ultimate goal is mm-hmm. not for you to not have it at all. Yeah. That was a double negative. But his ultimate goal is for you to have yeah. a church and community. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's just the kind of the bunny trail that I yeah. wanted to go down because yeah. I thought that it was important with all of the talking about community that we've been doing um, and accountability and community. Um, yeah. So the last thing that I just want to say, I think, on this topic is just when you do go into community or accountability, <laughs> not community. Yeah, I guess community too. But. <laughs> You you go in like just being non judgmental. Like yeah. it's not like yes. we do want to hold these people accountable, yes. but we're not saying like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you would right. ever struggle with this. I right. can't believe you're still struggling to like read yeah. your Bible. Like that's not it. And we like, don't want to be the people who are looking at the speck in our yeah. brother's eyes when we have a plank in yeah. our own eyes. So I think like yes, like you. We want to hold other people accountable, but we also, like, do it in a loving way where we're um, just trying to, like, see the, like, be there for them and see the good in them and not Mm -hmm. being the person who's, like, I can't, like, oh, my gosh, like, I've been doing this for so long and you're still, like, having such, I don't understand, but just being, like, understanding Mm -hmm. and just ready to show them love and grace the way Mm -hmm. that Jesus would, but also, like, holding them accountable like there's a difference between holding someone accountable and like judging someone um because I think for me like we all are going to go through seasons of like highs and lows um so and sometimes 
we just need more accountable in the more accountability in those areas. So yeah, that's just um, something I wanted to throw in there yeah. before we wrap up is just coming to them and just not being mm-hmm. judgmental about yeah. what they're going through. And I think that goes back to what we started off by saying and just having that um, position of um, bluntness, but also mm-hmm. lovingness yeah. and humility. Um, because also at the end of the day, uh, accountability comes from everywhere, but first and foremost, it comes from God and we are being kept accountable in everything that we do. So we literally have no authority or place to take that stance of judgment, um, in our accountability to others. Yeah, definitely. So. So I guess just to kind of wrap up, um, so as you're searching for accountability, just make sure that if you're the one receiving uh, counsel or you're the one receiving, like, someone coming to you and saying, I see this in your life, um, just be be correctable. Be someone who can be mm-hmm. teachable. Um, also, if you're looking for counsel, just find good people who are going to hold to the Bible mm-hmm. and bring up the Bible. And when you're asking, when someone is bringing something to you, make sure that they're using scripture in that. Like they should be saying, I see this and here's where it doesn't align with scripture. Mm -hmm. And I can prove that in this way. Um, and then you need community. Like you need community to hold you accountable. That's Mm -hmm. just like where, how I want to end it is like, you need, if you don't have a group, you need to find a group, um, Mm -hmm. where you have a place for accountability Mm -hmm. and where you can be vulnerable with people. But yeah, That's all I have to say. Are you sure? I think so. All right. Well, this has been a very eventful episode. (laughs) Everyone's okay, by the way. The dog is okay. He's sleeping now. Finally. (laughs) That is true. We're going to go figure that out. (laughs) But um, I plead the fifth. Um, (laughs) No, but it's been great to be here again this week. And uh, watch out for us next week. And tell your friends on the Vine. Uh, This has been accountability. Yes.